Hey, it's about time to have a Nick Sheeker with Volunteers of America. Hi, Nick. Hi. Great we go to see way you. back. We did. I didn't. I did not. I asked. I asked Nick the other day, like, when was the, we had we had that event? It was like 2015. I'm like, wow. But 2011 was when I first started getting involved with Volunteers of America. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned because we're going to tell you all about Shelter from the Storm. The silver mines There's a kind-hearted woman She's looking so fine Always taking care of her community Bringing folks together Is her cup of tea She's out on the road And all over the web With a big smiling heart It's about town, Deb Hey, welcome This is about town, Deb Debbie McCarthy with City Talk I'm very excited today because on set at the Musicians Rehearsal Center in Sparks, Nevada, I have my good friend who does so much for our community, Nick Shaker with Volunteers of America. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks I'm so, so much for excited. having me. Me too. As you could tell, I love my guests, but I love my guests even more when we have a connection, when we have a purpose and we have a vision and we're on the same page. So Nick and I really are on the same page and we both believe in community. We believe in providing hope. We believe in um, just being there for our community and for our families. And it all starts with a huge heart. So Nick, thank you for sharing your heart and hope and Grace with us today on set. So welcome to City Talk. Thank you. Um, I'm going to do a quick thank you to our sponsors, and I wanted you to tell a little bit about how you got to Volunteers of America as the major gifts officer. Did you hear that? Gifts officer. We are accepting gifts. So um, thank you. Thanks to Crystal Basin Sellers and Surratt Law Practice. Um, I'm very grateful to have you guys by my side. Um, but I am more grateful to have Nick here. So when I first met you, you were with the Community Foundation. That's right. Yes. So um, how did you tell us a little bit about that and how you moved on over, or moved mm -hmm. up or grown and doing all this good stuff? Right. Well, when we first met, I was actually pretty new to my position with oh, the Community right. Foundation. Okay. I was serving as an AmeriCorps VISTA. And so Ooh. VISTA is the Volunteers in Service to America. It's basically like the domestic version of the Peace Corps. I didn't know that. So it was a year long service. And what really stood out to me is at the time the Community Foundation was doing an initiative to help youth who are homeless or who oh. are aging out of foster care. And I'd grown up here. I knew a little bit about youth homelessness, but I didn't realize the prevalence of the problem. And once I did a little bit more research, I knew that I really wanted to get involved, saw the position with the Community Foundation, and it all really came together. So what was your position with them? I was the initiatives director, so that was really leading our youth network initiative where we heard from a lot of youth who are homeless to find out about what are some of the gaps in services, what does our community need, but the most important part was that youth were really our experts throughout the whole process. So, you, do you mind me asking, how old were you at this time? I would have been 22, fresh wow. college graduate at the time, yeah. Wow, yeah. so when I first met you, you were... what? In 2015, would that have been right about that time? I would have been 22 at the time. Okay. Well, we have a story about how we actually first met, and we're going to go into that um, deeper in a little bit. So you were there for how many years? I was at the Community Foundation for a little bit more than eight years. Wow. So initially, I thought, <laughs> I'll do this one year of AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps Vista service. Okay. And then that year became two, and then before I knew it, the two became eight. And now you're at Volunteers of America. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. 
So I'm leading the fundraising for Volunteers of America. Mm -hmm. So all the donations that we have with individuals, corporations, foundations, and just really bringing support for the resources that we do to provide help for the people who need it the most. So speaking of Volunteers of America, way back 2011, Sandy Isham was, um, is still one of my really good friends. And I had, um, early retired from St. Albert's church to take care of my dad. And I became his caregiver. And while we were, I was at St. Albert's, I did outreach. We did a lot of stuff like that. So Sandy said, Hey, Deb, you know, your dad's getting better. You need, you know, you need to start getting back into fundraising. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. She goes, will you do us a, um, a wine tasting? Cause I did the mm -hmm. first wine tasting at St. Albert's. So I said, can we just do it on a small scale? So she said, yes. So we did, um, a wine, we had a wine tasting to benefit Volunteers of America, mm -hmm. the shelters and the family shelter. And that's kind of how I got involved with Volunteers of America. And it was also an organization that my dad can get involved in. So we would go down to Record Street and Thanksgiving, you know, we would, um, my dad would help serve on Thanksgiving. He would, there was also one night a week back then where St. Albert's, the, the volunteers would go to their kitchen and help serve. So my mm -hmm. dad was part of that crew. And it really just showed me that there's so many ways we could get involved. Yes, you can put on a fundraiser. Yes, you can go, my dad was putting gravy on the mashed potatoes. That's what he could do. Mm -hmm. And then we also would wrap gifts um, for Christmas. And we did that with roundabout catering when they first were starting. Um, so which is oh, wow. right roundabout is right across here from mm -hmm. our studio. So Colin and Mary Beth were a big part of, of the involvement with Volunteers of America. And they're still involved with our community. So it's pretty cool how we here we are sitting on a, a set together it was 2015. And at that point, I was just because, well, I was about town Deb, but I wasn't as vocal or as involved in the community as I am now speaking mm -hmm. out. And mm -hmm. that really helped me to see what it's like to, mm -hmm. to experience homelessness, number one, which mm -hmm. we'll talk about. Um, so before we go to break, I would like you to say a little bit about what is coming up. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Shelter from the Storm. So tell us a little bit about what it is. Mm -hmm. Shelter from the Storm is VOA's annual fundraising event. And I think what's really the most special about it is that we're going to have two amazing testimonial speakers who will be telling their story about how VOA helped prevent them from becoming chronically homeless. And during this show, we have um, a testimonial from Alex. And Alex, I met quite a few years ago. And uh, my cousin Georgia actually sold Alex and his family one of their first homes or a home. Mm -hmm. And then he lost the home. And uh, when you hear the story, <clears throat> you'll hear more about it. And full circle, um, Alex has spoken um, at a previous shelter from the storm, and you're going to hear you're going to hear his words today on the show. And Alex is also going to be sitting at the About Town Deb Caliber Hair and Makeup Salon table because we like to partner together. And also Joe Dutra with Kimmy Candy um, was at the table. Like by one of my very first times, I was a table captain. I invited Joe Dutra with Kimmy Candy and he became active and has since then he is the one who hired Alex. And now Alex and Joe are going to be at my table. So years it's later, really so it really just, I just want you to know out there that you're listening to us for a reason today and we're here sharing with you today. So we're going to take our first break and we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about homelessness and about what you guys do. So stay tuned. It's about town Deb and Nick. Right back. Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. 
Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It is About Town Deb, Debbie McCarthy, with City Talk, your host. And as I mentioned in the first segment, Nick, Volunteers of America, my friend, thank you for sharing your heart and soul with us today. And we thank you for listening. And I want you to like sit back for a moment at home or with, if you're walking and just kind of close your eyes and think, do I know somebody? Could this have been me? Do I have a child? Do I have a parent? Do I have a grandparent? That's one paycheck away. And we, and I've read lots of quotes and done lots, you know, been researching this quite a bit over since 2011. And we don't realize how close each of us, each of us, you, me, Nick, mm-hmm. we're all one paycheck away. And, you know, you see your neighbor next door or you may see um, a car parked across from a school and you see kids in there getting changed. I mean, there's a good chance they have lived in their car. So there's so many circumstances that create for that to happen to us. And we don't want it to happen to us. And we think it may never happen to us. But Volunteers of America is an organization. I'm going to have Nick say a little bit more about it, where when you hear that, you think of all of America. Yeah, all of America. But we have our own Northern Nevada, mm-hmm. Southern California. Like, um, would it be section or how would you say that? Our own. Oh, yeah, we would call them the affiliates. Affiliate where mm-hmm. you're helping us. You're helping mm-hmm. our local Reno. So I am going to start with a quote and then I'm going to have Nick explain a little bit about the mission of Volunteers of America. So if you're listening out there, you will feel like you too can be a part, whether you need it or whether you want to help somebody with it. So here we go. As you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands. One for helping yourself and the other for helping others, Um, Audrey Hepburn. And Nick, you discovered that at a young age. That's what you've been doing. So thank you for that. So tell tell our listeners out there, what is exactly is Volunteers of Mm -hmm. America and what do we do here locally and what might they be doing in their state? Mm -hmm. Volunteers of America is a charity and we call it VOA for short. And really what VOA does is we help move people from homelessness to independence with love and dignity. So this can be in a couple different ways. Locally, VOA operates an emergency shelter at the CARES campus, but then we also have some options for affordable housing. We do permanent supportive housing throughout our community. So really VOA is working with the people who need it the most. These are the ones who are the most vulnerable. In addition to being homeless, a lot of people oftentimes have experience traumatic uh, events in their lives and then also typically have an underlying mental health condition as well. So when you say the CARES campus, Mm -hmm. if you're not from Reno, 
you may not know what that is. And I'm sure there's other campuses in other cities. So tell us about our Reno Sparks Area Care Campus. Mm -hmm. The CARES Campus is our region's central intake facility for people who are experiencing homelessness. And there's still a lot under construction, but currently we have an emergency shelter that's operated by VOA that provides housing for 600 people every night. And then there's also a safe camp that's operated by one of our community partners, the Karma Box that provides oh, these small- so safe. tell me about the safe camp. Yeah. So tell me about when you say it does sound like, which we're going to talk about mm -hmm. later. Actually, we both went out yeah. for two nights being homeless. So what safe camp? Tell, tell me about that. Yeah. So the safe camp is operated by an organization called Karma Box. Yeah. And these are some small, they call them mod pods. They're small individual units. They almost look like they're out of Star Wars or something. But think of this almost as like a tiny home. So this is another facility that's on the CARES campus. And this is really for people who are also experiencing homelessness. So they could feel safe. Exactly. They have yeah. their own place. They have their own place. But you also, if you're a senior and, and you need that little extra help, do you have places for seniors or veterans or things like that that are, you know, in that same, that transition? We do. So VOA also operates some affordable housing properties in our community. So one of those is Sierra Manor that provides about 200 units for seniors who are low income, or it could also be people who might have a disability. And then okay. additionally, we have another community called the Village on Sage Street. That's mm -hmm. really providing affordable housing for people who are working but struggling to afford rent. But we do also have some seniors who have been living there as well. Okay, so this is, you're, you're, you're giving them a reason, number one, to live, be safe, and have a, a safe place to put their head down at night as they are getting their jobs and as they are learning to be, to, to welcome back in society. Because a lot of them were in society and they had jobs and they had families. And now all of a sudden they're on the street. That's right. VOA really provides a critical safety net for our community. So if the CARES campus, if the emergency shelter didn't exist, if our affordable properties didn't exist, I think our community would have a gigantic influx of people who are homeless, who might be living on the streets, who would be frequently incarcerated, going to the emergency room. So again, VOA provides that safety net really for the people who need it the most. You know what I really like you to talk about is the Reno Works. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big deal. And I know when it first started, I was like so impressed and I've been to a few of the graduations. So mm -hmm. talk about that. Yeah, Reno Works is a really innovative program. Yes. It's a partnership with VOA and the city of Reno. And the way that this works is we actually currently have a class going through. It's about 12 participants normally, and they are people who are experiencing homelessness. They may have been staying at the emergency shelter at the CARES campus or some other places. And they go through these 12 weeks, three of the days, they're actually doing work in the field. So it could be with the city of Reno, working with Parks and Recs, uh, the Public Works Department, and then the other days, they're actually getting workforce development skills. So things like practicing an interview, resume writing, all of those things. So over these 12 weeks, they get the work experience, they get some of the job skills. And we've had incredible success that the majority of the participants, they go on to not only get their own job, but they also go on to get their own independent housing. So it really transforms lives. Well, you know what? I, I love the fact that it's the whole the community is a part of that. So Trace, as we talk about Trace Bensley with Caliber Hair and Makeup, they he does my hair and I've known Trace forever. And he heard about that project. And I know that when they graduate, they go to Caliber and they mm -hmm. give them a meal and they get their hair done and they feel they're all snazzy and then they get to go to the graduation. Mm -hmm. And it's such, I think they take such pride of knowing that they're in this salon and, and they're being treated with respect and dignity. 
and they leave with a clean, you know, shaved and their hair styled. That's right. It boosts their confidence. It's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we don't realize how important we might take it for granted that, you know, we can just get out a brush and Mm -hmm. wash our hair. They can't just do that. You know, if they're on the streets, they literally, I mean, think about it. Like, how would you do that? I don't know. You have to, do you have to go into a, a, a scene, a casino bathroom? Do you need to, you know, find a, a, you know, a restaurant and go right. in and, and a lot of them do that. And it's, it's really, it like, it hits home when you realize that it's something so simple to be able to get up and brush your hair mm-hmm. and brush your teeth. And for many of the people too, their Reno works graduation ceremony, it's the first graduation ceremony they've ever oh. had in their lives as well. So that is even better that they do that. I'm going to, um, we're going to do another quote because I just love my quotes and it's important to me because I feel like when you, the quotes are also made by amazing people who have heart, a heart and soul to share. So here's another one. Volunteering is at the very core of being a human. No one has made it through life without someone else to help. Heather French Henry. And I feel like that is what Volunteers of America is about, VOA, and is about that. And it does, you, they give you the opportunity to get involved. Like financially, yes, we love their support, but, you know, volunteering, you know, getting in there and, you know, talking with them and just providing whatever they need, essentials, whether it's socks, gloves, there's other things you could do. So I'm really grateful that we we have Volunteers of America in Reno. And I know I've also been in Sacramento <laughs> and you guys do tremendous stuff there as well. So um, if you're out there, you are out there listening and you might know somebody, what would they do? Like how, it, what would be a call they would make to say, mm-hmm. I have a sister, a brother, a mom, an aunt, how would we help them? If someone knows someone yeah. who might be on the brink of yeah, homelessness. Like how, do you, how do we get them in touch? Like, what do we do? What's mm-hmm. the first thing? I think really one of the first things would be is if you do have internet access to look at our website. So that's voa-ncnn.org. And you can see all the different programs, all the resources that VOA operates in our community. And then also to call Volunteers of America to speak to me. I'd be happy to help guide people through to find out There's some programs where there might be certain qualifications, but what's really special about VOA is that we meet people where they're at and we can walk them through step-by-step what they would need. The other amazing thing about VOA, but really more amazing about our community, is that if VOA is not able to provide that service, that resource, we reach out to numerous other nonprofits, other charities, to make sure that that person gets the support they need. That's another amazing thing about, I think, everybody's community. Ours, we're kind of impartial to the Reno, Carson, Sparks, Tahoe community. But I do know that your community out there has resources. And But if you don't know who to call, you can, you know, you can even reach out to About Town Dub on my social. You can reach out to VOA. Go, you know, even go on Facebook and message me. However you want to do it, I will make sure to get you in contact with Nick. And if not Nick, with somebody who can help you. Um, and I'm sure that Nick could even, you know, if you're another city, can find out, you know, make that call for you. It's, it's that first call. Mm-hmm. So we want you to feel like you can make that first call. So please know you're not alone and know that there are many people in this world that really do mm-hmm. want to help you. And we're not judging. We, we just want you to know that we can find you a safe place. And that's what VOA is about. Mm-hmm. So when we come back from the break, we're going to hear Alex. 
And Alex is um, a friend, a friend of mine now, and a friend of Joe Dutra's with Kimmy Candy. And his life was turned around through Volunteers of America. So when we come back, have a listen, and then we'll chat about it. It's About Town, Deb and Nick. Be right back. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. You know that's what she said. Come on, let's have some fun with the Bow Town Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now back to the show. So I've been in the Reno area for almost 40 years, um, raised uh, my family here over a few year period and, and some challenges and things that occurred. Um, my mother passed away, um, my father passed, my wife passed, and uh, everyone and all the people I loved and cared the most about were gone. At the time I wasn't afraid of dying, but I sure as hell was afraid of living. I had no place. I had no place to live. I walked down onto Record Street and being at the homeless center at 60 years old was nothing I ever imagined would happen in my life. When I would get the opportunity to be at the center, there were a handful of people who were truly angels. They treated me with respect and, and actually some kindness. While I was there, a lady came in carrying a big sign and it said, now hiring. After the interview, they called me an hour or two later. They asked me if I could start the next day. And I've never looked back since. I will never try and be a perfect man, but I'd want to be a better man. This is the neighborhood that we grew up in. My, or I raised my family and my kids here. They both went to Reno High. This is, this is my this is coming back to where, you know, we raised our family for 20 years. Because this is my home, I, I'm proud of myself. Here it's laughter and kids and... This is life, this is love. This is a good place. And it's, it's where I feel safe now. I feel very safe and uh, very grateful. They're the most incredible, patient, kind, dedicated people. They're doing the hardest work. And so I would say thank you. Please no, never give up on what you do. Wow, Nick. Whew, how are you feeling? It's moving every time I see Alex's story. Yeah, and again... Alex, thank you. I re I was just in Alex's office a couple months ago picking up candy to take to the El Dorado wine country. So that is Alex's office you saw him at. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Joe Dutra with Kimmy Candy and Shannon for giving him the opportunity and not judging. And now he has a job. And Alex could be Debbie. Alex could be Nick. Alex might be you right now. We have hope for you guys. We do. VOA is here to give you a hand and help you up. 
They're here to listen to your story. Your story is so important to us. We all have a story. And without stories, we can't live. I mean, we stories are what bring us together. And um, I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> I'm not speechless, but it really, Shelter from the Storm, I personally would love to invite. If you're a local or you're visiting, please. Um, I will have a table along with Katrina and Trace. And um, I would love you to be at our table, my table. Joe Dutra will be at my table. Alex is going to be at my table. Leo McFarland, um, just retired CEO, mm -hmm. right? He will be at my table. And I need to get Sandy Isham. I'm, I'm going to call her. She needs to be there too. I feel like we've come full circle. And all of us have an opportunity to come full circle. And speaking of Alex, when he said he thought he, when he was 60, he never thought this could mm -hmm. be him. And making, putting his, walking into Record Street. So uh, I'll let you share a little bit about what we have, we did together um, March of 2015. Mm -hmm. um, at the time I was with Shamrock Communication and I had to read about to remember that's who I was representing. <laughs> and I really wanted to be a part of this. So tell us a little bit about why you're a part of it and what we, what we did, because mm -hmm. you were really active in this. Well, we participated in this. It was probably a wild idea, this campaign called <laughs> This is Homelessness. And it was Debbie and I, along with a couple other people, uh, including Pat Cashel, mm -hmm. who used to be the regional director of Volunteers yeah. of America. And Oliver X. Mm -hmm. Oliver X. And then we had two people from the Eddie house. house. So including the founder, Lynette Eddie. Lynette and her son. And her son, Brian. Yes. And there were a couple of things that we wanted to do with the campaign. So I think one was that we wanted to increase awareness of the everyday struggles that people have with homelessness. Mm -hmm. And the other piece, too, is that the Eddie House had been operating for a little while with a different program, but they were just about to launch their drop in center. Right. And this was going to be the first time that youth would really have a place to go that would be just for them where they could receive a variety of different kinds of help. So the second goal that we had was to really connect with youth and let them know that there was this new place. resource that was coming to our community. It was amazing. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm just going to be truly honest. I was like, oh, I could, this is going to be fun. Like mm -hmm. I really had no idea. I knew I was going to make a difference and I knew I was going to learn what it was like, mm -hmm. but I showed up being perky Debbie, a little baseball calf. Let's go. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like this is, I'm not, I am not in the right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was a gal who was um, in line at record street and she was known as the mama at the time to a lot of the youth. And she looked at me and she's like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, you, you know, are you, do you have like a weapon? I'm like, no. She's like, do you even have a jacket? I'm like, no. She goes, well, you know, you're going to be out there on the street, young lady. Like she didn't know that we were doing this project. So she really was looking at me like, poor thing. Like, yeah. man, like, and at the time I probably was, I don't know, 50 something. And I, I just thought this was going to be in a sense, a walk in the park. It wasn't a walk in the park. And we literally did experience what it, what it was like to number one, be not seen mm -hmm. and seen at the same time. And I'm just gonna say a few questions here and I want you to think about how you react. And then I want Nick to see how he felt about it. So I just want you to sit back, stop if you're walking and just really focus on this. When you see a homeless person, do you look the other way and keep walking on? Do you avoid making eye contact? Is there a sudden selective deafness 
when you hear or don't hear their request for help. If you do ignore a homeless person's request for help, just how quickly does the innocent evaporate from your mind? Seconds, hours, minutes. What do you think? How did that affect you when we were walking the streets? The first day, I guess really the first 24 hours didn't quite hit me. Yeah. But then towards the end, there is one really vivid memory that I have. So we were out on the streets for three full days. Yeah. And I started off the morning before I had showered and everything, but then yeah. during the whole time, we didn't have access to any of that. And I, and towards the end, my hair was all messed up and I was sunburned and I probably smelled and <laughs> all these different things. And I remember it was finally over. And at the time I had an apartment in downtown Reno, I was walking back home and I had my sleeping bag in a large black trash bag. And as I'm walking back thinking I can go back to my apartment, but no one else knows that I had an out. And I remember that there was uh, probably a grandfather with his grandson and they looked at me for a second. And then the grandfather held on to his grandson's hand a little bit more tightly and they crossed the street. And just for that second, I forgot. And you can tell that you're invisible. They think that you might be dangerous and that people just want to ignore you. And that memory will never go away. You know, I had a similar, and it may have been the same time. I remember, and I'm going to read a little bit about what I wrote when we were out there. Because we had our cell phones and we had a charger. But I don't think we had anything else on us. We were told to just go there. I took off rings, jewelry. And mm -hmm. I remember I showed up with even at a jacket. I and I had I borrowed a sleeping bag and I remember I think that you or Tim Doss he was with us he ended up putting my sleep carrying my sleeping bag and he had this big um, Carhartt coat and he actually had he let me borrow that at night so um, I remember the same thing like the second night we woke up and we crawled up over we were by the river and I remember walking and I didn't want anybody to look at me mm -hmm. I didn't want I didn't want people to see me I wanted to, in a sense I wanted to feel invisible. Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. And um, so I'm going to read a little bit about one of the posts I wrote. And this was day two. So this actually is from a post I wrote. March 19, 2015, day two. Warming up now, back to the bus station. Charging our phones. I never thought it would feel so good to be sitting on the cold floor. Sleeping on the cold dirt and rocks is the, is the first for me. Well, I didn't actually sleep. Too cold and scared that someone might come up and take our stuff or even worse, hurt us. Happy to see the daylight. So I was sharing to the people out there, please share our experience. Thank you one and all. My heart is with each of you every day and night. And it made me realize, you know, like when you're driving in your car and you're seeing um, a homeless person on the street and they're sleeping in the park. Mm -hmm. It made me realize that's why they're sleeping in the park because it's daylight and they may feel a little mm -hmm. safe. We were afraid. I mean, they had told us that somebody needed to keep watch. Mm -hmm. So we need to realize that when you see somebody, it's really easy. And I've been guilty of it. You know, you turn your way or you do that. That could be your grandfather. It could be your dad. It could be your teenage son. I mean, this really, so, this is my words I actually wrote while it happened. So I really, I want you to know if you are out there and you are in that predicament where you are sleeping on a bench, you're sleeping in the park, you don't have a coat. What can they do, Nick? <clears throat> 
I would say the first step is that they can contact Volunteers of America for help. We're able to bring them items, but I think more importantly than that, we can connect them with the existing resources. So there are options for shelter. There's other options for housing, for some other programs. And just to echo, I think what I had shared earlier is that VOA meets people where they are. So even if that you're on the streets, you have no money, you don't know what the next day is going to look like, you know, we'll embrace you with open arms, give all of our clients, everyone in the community, the love and dignity that all of us deserve. I love that. So before we go out on break, I'm going to reiterate, I'm not sure that word is, seven out of 10 Americans are one paycheck away from being homelessness. I just want you to realize that seven out of 10 you look in a room, could be any of us. So we're going to take our final break and come back, continue the conversation. It's about time Dev and Nick. Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town. This is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Devin Nick. Wow. My heart is just like dropped right now. And I'm usually perky Debbie and I want to be perky Debbie, <laughs> but it's hard to be. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's joy in knowing you can make a difference. And there's joy and hope in knowing that we're in a community that will make a difference. And a way you can make a difference is to be educated and to learn what's happening in your own backyard. I invite you again, whether you want to sit at my table, at Nick's table, we have many tables. If you want to be a table captain and you want to bring your own eight to 10 people, we'd love you to do that. But you have an opportunity to hear, and Nick's going to tell you, two success success stories like Alex Mm -hmm. that are going to be sharing with us. They're going to be on that stage And they're going to be, it's going to be one of the bravest moments that they've done because they're not public speakers. And they started with that, where do I go? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And VOA said, I got you. And you're going to hear how VOA got them and now how they are going to share their story and how their story can help you who are listening right now. And if you're a volunteer and you're somebody who wants to make a difference, please, I would love to invite you to go to this event. It's free. You know, of course, we'd love you to make a donation, but it's really about educating you. Mm-hmm. There'll be food, there'll be beverages, you'll hear stories, you'll meet community members, and you're going to see how you could make a difference. So tell us a little bit about the two speakers that they're going to mm-hmm. be able to hear. 
the two speakers, I think, are just representations of hundreds of other people who VOA have really served. So, but I will zero in on the two that we have as our testimonial speakers. Our first speaker is named Greg. He's probably around the same age that Alex was when wow. he first entered homelessness. And Greg came to Reno during the height of the pandemic. And it was really so that he could be closer to his kids. He has grown kids. One of his uh, sons lived in Reno at the time, and he just wanted to be closer to him. He had saved up his money. And then all of a sudden, he found himself where he was in this really hard spot of knowing, I don't have any more money for rent. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. He didn't even have a phone. So the only way that he was able to communicate with his son was by sending him messages on his computer. But then he ran out of money. He was evicted from the motel that he was staying in, and he also lost internet access. So Greg's first goal was to just be able to be able to get one phone call to tell his son that he was alive. That was all he wanted to be able to do. But keep in mind, we know how 2020 was. It's the height of the pandemic. Businesses were closed. Everyone was masked up. There weren't that many places that you could go to for help. And so Greg found himself wandering around downtown Reno. Eventually, he was connected with Catholic Charities, who's been one of our amazing yes. partners of VOA. And one of their caseworkers there had referred Greg to VOA. And he came over and he was immediately greeted by one of the case managers who just really saved his life. This case manager took a special interest in him. He knew that Greg was someone where if he was given the right resources, the love, the connection that all of us need, he'd be able to go on and to be independent. And I won't tell the whole story for now. We want you to go. <laughs> but Greg was able to get his ID, which can be a major barrier for some people, was able to start collecting social security and then was able to participate in three different VOA programs. And wow. now is in a point where he has a one bedroom apartment and his life is stabilized all thanks to VOA. I love that. So can you say a little bit about the about Deb? Her name is Deb too. Uh, yeah, a fellow Deb. Debbie. Fellow Deb. Our other speaker, sort of the different end of the spectrum. And I think that sometimes when you think about homelessness, there's a certain image that comes to mind. And in this case, Debbie will really challenge some of the assumptions that people might have. So she's in her mid-20s. She's a young mother of two. And she initially got connected with VOA by staying at the family shelter. Mm -hmm. What's really special about Debbie is that she's going to be speaking at our event on Wednesday. And then a couple days later on that Saturday, she's actually going to be graduating from UNR and was able to earn her degree. Wow. So this is a must out there, please. So how do, how would be, how would they find out to get tickets? Like where would they go to get an invite? Mm -hmm. So to find out more about Shelter from the Storm, they can go to VOA's website, and that is voa-ncnn.org. So that's Northern California, Northern Nevada. They can also contact me as well, and I'd be happy to register anyone who's interested in the event. So I'm going to read, I, I was doing a little bit of research, and um, I, I just kind of, I just want to read this because I think it's going to spark the conversation and some of your thoughts. We think sometimes that poverty is only being hungry, naked, and homeless. The poverty of being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for is the greatest poverty. We must start in our own homes to remedy this kind of poverty, Mother Teresa. And one more, I, I wanna share this too. People, so it goes people, were poor not because they're, I hate the word stupid, I'm sorry, or lazy. They worked hard all day doing complex physical tasks. They were poor because financial institutions in the country didn't help them widen their economic base. Mohammed. And I think that, I don't know if I, I agree. I mean, people, 
or sometimes poor just because of circumstances. Not everybody says, I don't want to work. Yeah, maybe some people want to be in that situation. But I love the fact that VOA is there if you want the help. I do know, being honest, when we were on the streets, mm -hmm. some of them said, I don't want to go in there because mm -hmm. I don't want to give up my drugs. I don't want to I don't want to give up alcohol. There are some I'm people. That yeah, there are definitely some people who are service resistant. But what's very special about VOA is that if someone has that desire, that willingness they where will. they want to transform their life, we'll connect them with all the programs, right. all the staff that they need. And the other some another gentleman said to me, he would get help, but he would come back because he was worried about his fellow families that were still out there. They really do become family guys. I'm telling you, like they really did look after us. And I, I just was honored to be a part of it. And it, like Nick, Nick said, we, we were able to see what it was like to be judged, what it was like to sit on a cold floor in the bus station to charge our phone. We didn't have food. I mean, we weren't allowed to go buy food. And I remember I called um, at the time. I don't. It was Mark Estes. I don't know if it was Liberty at the time or or mm -hmm. um, Compo. And I said, "Hey, <laughs> we're hungry, and we have other people who are hungry. So we had to do it. Like we walked in. We walked into the back of the kitchen, and Mark gave me some rolls and different things, mm -hmm. and we shared them with some of the homeless people. But you can see what it's like to not be able just to go in a grocery store. And we looked." pretty grubby. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want anybody to see us going into the yeah. restaurant that way. Yeah. So I said, well, come in the back. But it just shows you that we just didn't even feel welcome enough to walk into a restaurant because we didn't want to be judged. So I, I really, like I say, I, I want you to think about the next time, and it's going to be hard, guys. We can't always give everybody money. We can't always do that. But you know what you can at least do is smile. Mm -hmm. Give them a wave. Say, hey, have a great day or something. I don't know. Just give them a smile. Let them know they exist. And if they don't want you to know, it's okay too. Mm -hmm. But there are some who want to see that smile and they want you to say hello. One idea as well as if you feel comfortable with it is also asking people what their name is. For some oh, people, it could be more yes. than 10 years since someone's ever asked what oh. their name is. And just to have that personal connection, I think it can be easy to maybe sometimes dehumanize people, but to remember, we all have a oh, name. We all I, have those same feelings. That's beautiful. Thank you, Nick. I, yeah, I should know better than that. I, that is so true. So we want to know your name. We want to know your story. So if you're listening, please message either one of us. Um, we want to make a difference in your life and we want to do that. Um, I'm going to do another quote and then I'm, you're probably wondering why I, um, Nick, could you um, pronounce our beverage? We're having, I, I will try. So <laughs> Tay Blanco. Yes. White tea. So um, I love supporting local and um, gratis gives. Kirkler had me over for a meeting this morning. They took me to El Rose, Rosal, E-L-R-O-S-A-L in Sparks, right down the street, kind of from here. And, um, Sarah and her husband have owned this. It's been, they make tortillas. They're known to make tamales and tortillas for the restaurants and you can buy them there as well. So she was showing me, I was asking her, well, what is this? Like, you know, you have a lot of, you know, product that I've never seen. And um, she was saying that, is it Costa Rica? I think I said. Costa Rica. Costa Rica yeah. is where her husband's from. So in Costa Rica, they like things to be a lot more healthier. So this is a healthy tea that also has antioxidants in for your immune system. So the new Debbie's trying to be healthier and have less soda and less 
alcoholic beverages. So I'm trying to find <laughs> new ways to support local and to have some healthy drinks. So I'm going to give a quote one more time. And this one, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Gandhi. So what would you like to say, Nick, to our listeners out there before we head out? Well, first, I'd just like to say thank you for being open-minded, for hearing different perspectives today. And to just remember that the people that you might see on the streets, they all have a story. They're someone's son or daughter. And to ask them for their name. And if you know someone and if you're comfortable, if you find out that the, someone in our community in Northern Nevada is struggling, to share VOA with them. We are a resource. We want to be there to the people who need it the most. And the date for the event. Let's make sure we yes. say when that is. Shelter from the Storm <laughs> is going to be on Wednesday, May 17th from 6 to 7 p.m. in the Atlantis Paradise Ballroom. Okay, so I will have information on my page at About Town Deb. So please reach out if you would like to sit at our table. We're going to have quite a few under the About Town Deb Caliber Hair and Makeup Salon. So we love you. We're grateful for you. If you're listening, no, together we are one heart. We are here for you. So please reach out to Volunteers of America, reach out to Nick, reach out to Deb, and just know we care and we just love you. So we'll see you next week. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.